Hello, hello, my fellow podcast people. I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Tuesday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily whenever I feel like posting on TikTok and on Tumblr. My username on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited, as per usual, to be recording this one here. So guys, I think I'm a little bit screwed, potentially. Today is Tuesday, as I said, and two days from now, I have a quiz, the very first quiz, in my in my Chinese linguistics class. And I'll be really upfront with you. As of right now, as of today, I am not prepared at all. I have missed a few classes. I have not fully been keeping up with the course material, the class material. And the, the kind of the worst part about it is that the initial things that we did were very history based. We were looking at a lot of the historical elements of Chinese linguistics. For example, we looked at the evolution of characters, we looked at when Chinese characters became simplified, how language was unified in China in whatever years, the different stages of the language, etc, etc. And to be perfectly frank with you, this was not necessarily a topic that was extremely interesting for me, and I found it very difficult to fully pay attention in the classes and remember all of the information. That's just true. It's just the truth. And now I have a quiz coming up, coming up in two days, and there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. I have been studying, and I have been trying to learn a lot of the things for the past, I would say, three, four, five days, and I've definitely made some serious progress. And I think over the next two days, I'm going to continue making progress with this, and I'm going to continue getting better. That being said, um, as of right now, I'm feeling like, man, it's going to be pretty, it might be a very challenging test or quiz for me. And it ties into something quite interesting, which is that whenever we're doing something that we're not necessarily 100% enjoying, if it's not super duper fun, if it's not something we're really engaged in, it's hard to be successful. And I think that ties really well with language learning as well. If you are learning a language and you're not necessarily fully enjoying the process or you're not really engaged in it, it's going to have a negative impact on your learning. There's only so much forcing yourself to do it that you can get through. That's just how we, how most of us, many of us are as human beings. And that's why myself, whenever I'm teaching, whenever I'm talking to language learners, I'm always trying to figure out how can we make this fun? How can we make this something that you're, you're going to basically think to yourself, I want to do that because that's the number one thing. The second you want to do it, that's half the battle. The second you're like, yeah, I actually want to learn this language. I actually want to go to class. I actually want to use that resource. I actually am excited about this. That's the, that's literally 50% of the battle. You are halfway there literally with that one little, that one little mental shift, that one little, you know, that one little emotional, positive emotional connection to the language. That's just it, right? And that's why I really, I, I, I push people, I encourage people to find their hook, to find the thing that they can attach to and, and feel excited about in whatever language that they are trying to learn. 
And it's funny, I was thinking of that today for my Chinese linguistics class. And I think kind of where I'm sitting right now is I think the potential hook for me to become interested or rather to be more engaged in the classes is for me to actually use the class time to move forward in the class. And that sounds really weird. But what I mean by that is to sit in class, listen to the teacher, but study something else related to Chinese linguistics at the same time. This is what I've been doing in my in my Mandarin language class, in the grammar class. When we're going through the class, I'm half listening and I'm half studying other elements of Mandarin. Because sometimes the elements the teacher is teaching I'm not 100% interested in, and there's other things related to the Mandarin language that I am more interested in. And so if I were to try and spend 100% of my energy listening to the teacher, it wouldn't work because it's not interesting enough for me. But I can sell myself, I can convince myself to 50% listen and then do something else at the same time that I'm more interested in. And that 50% listening to the teacher is a heck of a lot more beneficial for me than trying to put 100% attention and really not paying any attention at all and letting my attention glaze over and having no idea what's really happening. So I think I need to use that hack in my Chinese linguistics class as well so that I can still be learning something and moving forward in that class. The last thing I'll say on this topic, and it's a weird twist in what I, it's a weird twist actually. It's a bit of a curveball. I love linguistics. I really do. I find it fascinating. It's so interesting for me. But um, I think it's just the initial history things that we've been doing, historical linguistics that we've been doing. Some of the initial things have not been my favorite aspects of linguistics. And so I do suspect as this class, as this course keeps going forward, I suspect that I'm going to become a heck of a lot more engaged because we're going to start tackling topics that I am more interested in. Now, what I want to talk about on this podcast, the language topic for today is the following. I want to talk about giving yourself the two different types of incentives to succeed. And it's weird, right? Because I think a lot of people, when they're learning languages, they don't necessarily do this the right way. They don't give themselves real incentives to progress in the language. And ultimately, when you're giving yourself incentives, I think there's two different types of incentives you could be giving yourself. The first type of incentive is what we're going to call the carrot. You know the expression, the carrot and the stick, right? I think this really applies. The first type of incentive is a reward, a reward for doing well. So you might tell yourself, hey, if I do really well, if I hit my goal this week, I'm going to go do blah, 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 blah. I'm going to go treat myself to a really delicious chocolate cake. I'm going to, you know, take a day off from work. I'm going to do this, that, the other thing. If I hit the, excuse me, if I hit this language learning goal that I set for myself, right? I think the rewards is a fantastic way to motivate yourself. Um, and sometimes the rewards don't necessarily have to be internally generated. What I mean by that is sometimes if you think of a reward that you are going to treat yourself or you are the person rewarding yourself for succeeding, sometimes that incentive is not powerful enough because let's be real between you and me, you could reward yourself for not hitting your goal and get the pleasure, get an equal amount of pleasure rewarding yourself. Like if you said the reward for hitting my language goal this week is I'll buy myself a chocolate cake, you could have bought yourself a chocolate cake without hitting your goal and thoroughly enjoy that chocolate cake. 
And so sometimes it's better to have a reward that is not directly tied to yourself. I think the classic example here is people who learn another language because they're dating a boy or a girl, a guy or a, a guy or a girl who speaks that language. The reward is pretty self-explanatory. You can communicate with the person you love, the person you care for. You can have you can share more memories, you can grow together. There's an external reward. Does that make sense? So I think with the rewards I think it, it can be an important thing to try and create a reward that is outside of you and that doesn't depend on you actually rewarding yourself. You're getting the reward from someone else or from something else. Does that kind of make sense? I think that is a really good incentive and I think if you don't have those kinds of incentives, it is it, it becomes more difficult to you know, to consistently study, consistently practice, consistently do things that move the needle forward and help you progress in whatever language you're learning. I think that the second type of incentive, I think some of you can guess where I'm going, is the opposite. We said the first type of incentive is the carrot, while the second type of incentive is the stick. It's the punishment. It's the fear of what's going to happen if you don't study. So I'll give you an example for me. I have this linguistics test coming up in 2 days. I I've been studying a heck of a lot more and paying a heck of a lot more attention in my classes lately because I know this test is coming and I don't want to fail. If I fail that test, that's going to impact my my grades negatively, which means that I might not pass my overall uh my I might not pass the class, which is then going to not allow me to get my degree in Mandarin, get my degree in Chinese. and that's also going to be i mean that i wasted money and wasted all this time and i don't want to do that so the i guess you could say the mental pain or the mental struggle the displeasure of studying which is something i don't necessarily want to do is less than the pain of failing the class in other words failing the class is more painful and more displeasurable unpleasurable than studying so i want to look at the two options i go uh I don't want to study but screw it. I'm going to study because I don't want to fail. Ugh, failing would suck more than studying. So let me just do it and get it out of the way. And so when you can combine the two strategies, when you can when you can have a negative consequence, put yourself in an in an environment where there's a negative consequence for not doing the work and simultaneously be in another environment where you're going to be rewarded for your positive actions, that's the winning formula. I think you could even put those two environments in one. So I think if we look at my other Mandarin class, I get rewarded for speaking really well and having a strong level. The reward is the teacher now having recognized that I'm the strongest student in the class or one of the strongest people in the class and her clearly recognizing that. I'm motivated by recognition. Hence why I make all these podcasts. I like the praise. I like people paying attention. I like it. So that's the motive in my environment and my classroom environment the carrot the reward is that the teacher is going to recognize my strong performance. The stick the punishment is well if I don't study if I don't keep moving forward people are now going to see me publicly fail. They're going to be like, "Oh, Azrun was the strongest and now he's kind of slipping. What's going on?" I also might fail the class, meaning or don't do all in the class, meaning I don't get my degree, meaning I can't go on the group study programs that I want to go on. One thing I'm trying to get on right now is a group study program to China where I can take some classes in China. 
well, I need to have a certain grade point average. I need to have certain grades to be able to go. So that's there's a, there's a real consequence in my environment for not doing well. If I don't do well, I can't go on that trip. If I do well, I can go on the trip. Carrot and stick, carrot and stick. Reward, punishment, reward, consequence. You need to put yourself in that kind of, um, what do you call that? In that kind of binary environment. Is that the right word? In the environment where there's both ends of the equation. You must do that. A couple of options. There's many ways to do it. I think classes can work. I think study groups can work where there's some external accountability. I think overall, the external accountability, it's got to be outside of you for many of you. Many of you are just not accountable to yourselves and having self-created rewards and self-created consequences will just not work. You need consequences and rewards created by an external party. So it's something I'd recommend. Um, I can I look into language coaching. It's something I do. It's something other people do as well. Um, look into language coaching. Language coaching is a great way for you to find, um, to create some of those rewards and those consequences and to really create that system for yourself, create that environment for yourself, learn how to do that. Um, I would also look into... Um, uh, I'd also look into if you're if you're motivated by other people, learn with other people and not fully by yourself. That can work really well. It's going to give you that reward of succeeding with your friends and the consequence of not wanting to look dumb in front of other people. I think that can work really well. Um, I think posting about stuff publicly on your social media platforms saying, hey, I'm working on blah, 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 blah. And being very public about it is really good because you'll get the motive. People will feed you quote-unquote feed you by giving you praise and if you're not doing well and you're and you post it people will see it as well and I think there's I think you guys see where I'm going with this you need to create that environment around yourself where there's the reward and the consequence in one so anyway thank you for listening to this podcast I really appreciate your attention you guys rock by the way I'm I'm so flattered by the number of people that have been listening to these episodes lately it's been slowly climbing and slowly going up and I'm so flattered. So thank you very much. It's, it's, it's amazing. Um, and yeah, we'll chat later, guys. Bye for now.